Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, November 10th, 2023. This week, James Bond breaks bad. Uh, Wonder Woman takes on Hamas. And another Tiger King goes down. All this and more. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Author Renner. James Renner. That James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner's once again drops a bombshell. Investigative James journalist Renner. reporter James Renner, who's been James on the podcast Renner. a long time. Writer, writer, James Renner. And welcome back to True Crime This Week with me, James Renner. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as always, I want to thank Walter for manning the cameras this week. Walter's just back from the 10th annual furry convention at the Javits Center. Uh, and hey, I, I noticed there's quite a lot of new listeners, new viewers on YouTube. We're also on YouTube. And I uh, just want to say, hey, if you like the show, um, take a minute, give a, give a review, throw me some stars or tell a friend. You got somebody that likes true crime news, likes to know what's up before anybody else. That's, that's what I'm here for. I'm going to tell you the true crime stories everybody's going to be talking about next week, what they're going to make, be making documentaries of a year from now. You're going to hear it here first. So let's jump to it. Here are the top stories for this week. What happens when James Bond breaks bad? That's what the Justice Department is trying to figure out now that CIA officer Brian Jeffrey Raymond has pleaded guilty to drugging and raping at least 24 women this week. Raymond is a 47-year-old CIA officer who was stationed around the world in places like Mexico and Peru, among other countries, according to the Associated Press. He's fluent in both Spanish and Mandarin, and this is definitely no bueno. Uh, he's also got some good looks. Look at this guy. But in 2020, a naked woman appeared on the balcony of his apartment in Mexico City screaming for help. A neighbor called the police. When they arrived, the woman said she'd met Raymond on Tinder, but after eating and drinking at his apartment, she suffered from memory loss and woke up naked. An investigation began then, and authorities eventually discovered 
nearly 500 videos and photographs depicting Raymond assaulting unconscious women in various locations dating back all the way to 2006, about the beginning of his career. They also found internet searches for, quote, Ambien and alcohol, and, quote, vodka and Valium, end quote. This guy literally had it all, just like Bill Cosby. This guy didn't need to assault anybody. These dates showed up willingly. He's a handsome guy. Didn't need to do these things. Uh, it's, it's, in a way, weirdly fascinating why they would act the way they do. There must be some sort of underlying trauma, not to give any excuses to this guy, but uh, I'd kind of like to know what happened there. Because um, it doesn't make any sense to me, just like the Bill Cosby thing. So uh, he's caught. James Bond's going away. He faces up to 30 years in prison. This next story, it's either a testament to difficult work conditions as a police officer, or it's the end of some sort of grand conspiracy we haven't uncovered just yet. But USA Today is reporting that four Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies died by suicide within a 24-hour window earlier this week. The first death was reported around 10.30 a.m. Monday morning in Valencia. A second call came in from Lancaster just before 1 p.m. A third was called at 5.40, and this came from Stevenson Ranch. And a fourth came in at 7.30 the next morning from Pomona. The LA Times reports that one of these men was a commander and former chief spokesperson. They haven't been named yet as they're trying to speak to their families. Another was a sergeant, third worked at the jail. Fourth was also a deputy in some form. A 2022 study revealed that more police officers and firefighters die by suicide than from incidents working in the line of duty. It's a sad statistic there. Working for the L.A. County Sheriff's Department is certainly a high-stress job. They're under scrutiny for use of excessive force and other violent encounters. And they're also being targeted by idiots on the street. One deputy was executed while sitting in a cruiser earlier this year. Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna said in a statement, quote, During trying times like these, it's important for personnel, regardless of rank or position, to check on the well-beings of other colleagues and friends, end quote. So um, hopefully they uh, uh, give some help to those in the department, um, but that's such a weird event when you have four people dying by suicide in the same rather large department, right? But still, so there's some sort of underlying condition going on there. Uh, there's no uh, evidence that the these four individuals were close or friends, but it's still a developing story. Final top story this week is also from Los Angeles. A massive brawl broke out Wednesday night between two groups of protesters outside the, wait for it, Museum of Tolerance in LA. So what's all the hubbub? Here's what happened. Gal Gadot, also known as Wonder Woman, helped arrange a special screening of a short film showing raw footage of the October 7th surprise attack on southern Israel, according to Newsweek. This was at the Museum of Tolerance in L.A. That's where the screening was. Now, Gal Gadot was not present herself, but her husband was. He's a producer, I guess. Among those in attendance, 
was an official with the IDF, which is Israel's version of the CIA, kind of. The Israel ambassador to the United Nations and various Hollywood execs. The film was pieced together from cell phone videos and body cameras from captured Hamas militants showing the full brutality of their attacks, which include civilians shot execution style in their homes, beheadings, dismemberment, torture, abuse of female hostages, and a burned baby. Um, now, they are releasing this footage in this short film because of a fear that, uh, as we're seeing online, that there will be um, deniers in the way that there are Holocaust deniers. There will be deniers of the severity of these October 7th attacks. So they wanted to show the world exactly how bad it was. Now, protesters outside told reporters that screening such a film would lead to justification of a genocide against the Palestinian people. Um, and then it went to fisticuffs, people fighting each other, and uh, it, it's a microcosm of, of, of the Middle East in many ways. Growing, there is growing anti-Semitism in the United States, and there have been warnings and terror alerts the last few weeks because of this conflict. So the moral of the story is please stay safe, people. This could just be the beginning of um, uh, more true crime stories in the weeks to come, unfortunately. So those are the top stories for this week. I promise after the break we're going to get to some uh, lighter fare. Uh, that was kind of a rough opening, right? But um, I've got stories, some updates on cold cases. We're going to talk about Doc Antel from the Tiger King docuseries. And uh, you, you got to hear this weird, weird story out of Sydney, Australia. All this and more, I'll be back in two and two. Please hang up and try again. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And we're back with Jennifer Slept Here, starring Anne Gillian. Jury selection began this week in San Francisco for the trial of David DePape, the man accused of attacking Nancy Pelosi's husband in his home last year, according to CNN. 
DePape has pleaded not guilty to federal charges of assault on the immediate family member of a federal official. I didn't even know that was a crime. That's a very specific crime, but uh, it's a very serious charge too. But you, if you assault the immediate family member of a federal official, uh, that's a felony, I guess. Um, in attempted kidnapping, DePape faces a maximum of 30 years in, in prison. Nancy Pelosi, the former speaker, is not expected to testify in this trial. Now, DePape, if you remember this, he allegedly broke into Pelosi's house shortly after 2 a.m. carrying a hammer and zip ties and shouting, where's Nancy? His plan was to hold Nancy Pelosi, ho Pelosi hostage, but she was not home at the time. Paul Pelosi underwent surgery to repair a skull fracture after the attack. It was very severe, but there was a lot of conspiracy theories on Twitter and social media about you know what this guy was doing in Pelosi's house at 2 a.m., none of which were true, but that's sort of thing that happens whenever you mention Nancy Pelosi in these, these stories. It's a, a goldmine for conspiracy theorists, but thankfully the truth is coming out in San Francisco this week. Remember Doc Antle? He was that guy with the creepy soul patch from the Tiger King documentary, a fellow animal enthusiast, if you will. On Monday, Doc Ansel pleaded guilty to federal wildlife trafficking charges and money laundering, according to CBS News. The charges stem from the sale of two cheetah cubs, two lion cubs, two tigers, and one chimpanzee between September 2018 and May 2020. The feds say, uh, the feds say that Doc used cash payments to hide his transactions. And he also directed buyers to donate to his nonprofit, so he didn't have the paper trail there. He faces a maximum of five years in prison, a $250,000 fine, and forever being associated with a creepy soul patch. Carly Russell, the Alabama woman who pretended to be abducted from the side of the road earlier this year, before being found alive and well, was found guilty this week of two misdemeanors related to the hoax, according to NBC News. Her lawyer announced that they would appeal the case immediately after this decision, so it was sent to circuit court for review before sentencing. Prosecutors want Carly Russell to serve time in jail. She, of course, thinks everybody's kind of overreacting. Russell called police to report seeing a toddler in a diaper on the side of the interstate on July 13th. She then disappeared for two days prompting massive searches and internet investigations by armchair sleuths. Then she reappeared on July 15th, saying she'd been kidnapped and forced into an 18-wheeler. Common sense revealed this was a lie. She faces up to four months in jail, should the convictions hold. Here's some good news. Police in Maryville, Tennessee, solved a 46-year-old cold case this week, according to WATE.com. A telephone repairman discovered the body of Helen Fine in her car, which was parked outside her home on May 20, 1977. And when, when police responded to the scene, they also discovered the body of her husband, Maynard, lying inside. Both had been shot to death. Now, on Tuesday of this week, police announced the arrest, the arrest of Helen and Maynard's son, Michael Keith Fine, for their murders. He was just 34 at the time of the crime, but is now 80 years old. 
He was taken into custody in Alabama, where he now lives. Um, take a look at that picture, though. Like, uh, there's a reason why you need to wash your bed sheets every once in a while. You've got that, uh, like, you can tell there's some sort of, I, I just, I get a sense, right, from that picture that, you know, maybe his house could use a little uh, spring cleaning. Um, they haven't revealed all the details just yet, but if you read between the lines, it appears the police in Tennessee recently found some evidence, likely DNA, on the murder weapon linking Michael to the crime. Police are also appealing to the public. This is a little weird little interesting detail about this. Police are asking the public to help them find a teenage girl who was living with the finds at the time of the murders. She's not a suspect, but they believe she has more information about the background and motive for the killings, and uh, they don't even know her name at this point. So it's kind of a long shot, but that's what they're asking for. A police officer, here's, here's some weird news. Here's your weird news for this week. Uh, a police officer from Sydney, Australia, was in court this week where he admitted to pulling his gun on a fellow policeman last year, according to The Guardian. 30-year-old Dominic Gaynor was on duty behind the front desk when rookie Morgan Royston started talking about a movie he just saw. That movie? Top Gun Maverick. Gaynor told Royston not to ruin the movie for him, to which Royston jokingly said, I'll spoil it for you. Gaynor then responded, Oi! Don't spoil the movie, cunt! Things escalated, then Gaynor jokingly pulled out his sidearm and pointed it at Royston for about five seconds. Of course, this had an immediate and lasting impact on Royston, who left the police shortly thereafter. He says he lost all trust in police after the incident and has been racked with anxiety and depression ever since. Gaynor, for his part, has taken responsibility for his actions that day and allegedly found the ending to Top Gun Maverick rather predictable in hindsight. Uh, let's jump over to pop culture. I want to now, this documentary came out a few weeks ago, Take Care of Maya. It's on Netflix if you haven't seen it. It's a Netflix documentary about an anguished couple in Florida who had to battle officials to regain custody of their sick daughter after hospital staff erroneously claimed the girl's mother was abusing her. It's a nightmare scenario. The reason I'd like you to revisit it is because there's some news this week. John Hopkins Children's Hospital was found liable in the wrongful death of Beata Kowalski. That was the girl's mother from that documentary. She died by suicide after the hospital took away her doctor and claimed she had Munchausen's by proxy and was making her kids sick. Spoiler alert, she was not. The Kowalskis have been awarded $211 million in damages. Maya, the girl, by the way, was diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome, which was complicating the symptoms. Basically, that with this condition, if somebody gently touches you, it feels like the worst pain in the world. And she was having that all over her body. So they took a while to figure out what was going on. In the meantime, her mother died by suicide. So sad case, but there is some restitution. And, uh, and thankfully, they, they, they got a significant settlement there. Not settlement, but significant damages. Uh, and for the book this week, I, I should have mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I don't, I don't think I did. Um, there's a new book 
out already about the Idaho, <clears throat> the Idaho college murders. And the book is called While Idaho Slept, and it's by J. Reuben Appleman. And that name sounded familiar, but I couldn't place it for a while. And, uh, and then I realized that J. Reuben Appleman wrote one of my favorite books from a couple years ago called The Kill Jar. Now, that's a true crime story about the Oakland County child murders, the serial killer that is yet to be officially uh, caught and identified. But he wrote this, J. Reuben Appleman wrote this beautiful book about the Oakland County child murders. It's one of those true crime memoirs, that the, the kind that I write, the kind that I love to read. So the fact that he wrote that, I haven't read While Idaho Slept yet, but it sounds great. Here's the write-up. Just after 4 a.m. on November 13, 2022, four University of Idaho students were viciously stabbed to death in an off-campus house. We all know the story, right? Um, While Idaho Slept is a thought-provoking literary chronicle of a small-town murder investigation blistering beneath the unceasing light of international interest as traditional investigators, citizen sleuths, and the true crime media acted sometimes together, often in conflict, to uncover the truth. As J. Reuben Appleman brings this terrible crime into focus, he humanizes the four victims, examining the richness of their lives, dissects the mind and motivations of their presumed killer, and explores the world of northern Idaho, a rugged, deeply conservative stronghold steeped in Christian values and American patriotism. Going deep inside the case, Appleman addresses a crucial question. With so many millions of citizens armed by access and hungry to take part in a true crime hunt of their own, has the nature of homicide investigations permanently changed? Check that out while Idaho slept. And that's the, that's the show for this week. Jam-packed, wasn't it? Uh, and I will be back same bat time, same bat channel next week. And until then... Uh, have fun. Go out and celebrate. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, set up your Christmas lights if you haven't already. And in the words of the incomparable Murray Salt, godfather of Cleveland Radio, that means we gotta, 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 get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like The Cut of My Jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.